Uh, I chose an article from Coindesk titled Why Crypto Companies Are Choosing the Bahamas to Set Up Shop. Uh, FTX further planted its flag in the Bahamas, breaking ground earlier this week on a brand new HQ in the country's capital of Nassau. And the move was preempted by the country's favorable tax and regulatory frameworks. Uh, FTX plans to construct a campus to the tune of $60 million with the intent of housing upwards of 1,000 employees on campus. So last year, FTX up and left from Hong Kong for friendlier regulations and also a more lax COVID quarantine mandate. I think that they were having a lot of issues with the 21-day quarantine mandate coming in and out of the country. And obviously, the founders and developers were working on you know a lot of things and having to take meetings all over the world. So that kind of greatly dampen their prospects and their timeliness on, you know, getting things together, which is an interesting thing I've never really heard of with, you know, the COVID outbreak. But regardless, the prime minister of the Bahamas recently released their policy white paper on the future of digital assets in the Bahamas, which kind of details their four-year vision to transform the country into a leading digital asset hub and a global leader for progressive regulation of crypto companies. So, like following the groundbreaking ceremony, the Bohemian PM mentioned that he was expecting to meet with another crypto giant, uh, even though that hasn't been named or leaked. And I mean, this just goes to show, in my opinion, what a progressive government can do and what they're capable of. Uh, I might be thinking from you know a more capitalistic viewpoint here and not as a Bohemian citizen, but I do not see any initial downfalls for the Bahamas. I mean, since 2021, they've been developing their sand dollar which is basically a direct digital iteration of their bohemian dollar. And it holds, you know, identical legal status as a standard currency. It's issued through financial institutions and so on and so forth. So, I mean, the Bahamas definitely seems like they're, you know, a front runner in use uh, and growth. But Greg, what are your thoughts? Well, I think um, one thing this kind of harkens back to is an article we did a couple months ago. Um, I think you and I actually covered it about the um, advance in African countries and how a lot of these countries are going from third world right to this, you know, crypto and digital tech. And they're kind of skipping all of that other stuff in between. And I feel like a lot of these smaller countries like the Bahamas, other countries like that, where they have that kind of agility because they're smaller, where they can kind of, change what they're doing and attract this kind of talent. Cause I mean, as you, as you said, they moved from Hong Kong due to pandemic measures. So it's, they're flexible in where their home office is with how um, global their staff is. So I think that they can, a lot of these crypto companies are very flexible in where they can put their home offices and they'll move them if they find a better opportunity um, as shown here where you have FTX moving to the Bahamas and obviously, this isn't going to be their only office, but, you know, they're, a lot of these crypto companies are going to need offices all around the world. So if um, these countries that maybe don't have that much economic growth or economic power can kind of uh, pivot into uh, providing for these crypto companies, that could be a really big um, windfall for them. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, that's a major thing for crypto companies moving to the Bahamas. I think that FTX is like legal status is in Antigua, if I remember reading that correctly. But in the Bahamas, they do not pay taxes on income, inheritance, gifts, or capital gains. And I mean, that kind of goes to say that they're 
mega business friendly if you're willing to relocate down there. I mean, my opinion, they should be the silver gold standard. I mean, consider what they're doing compared to New York or Europe, where, you know, New York is seriously considering banning proof of work crypto mining and Europe is trying to ban private crypto transactions. I mean, it's it's amazing to see. And you brought up the Africa thing. And that is true how like, you know, citizens in third world countries don't have traditional bank accounts. So all of their bank accounts are basically on mobile already. So moving them into crypto isn't a giant step as it is for, you know, old Betty Sue, who's 90 years old in the United States and has been using a bank account since she was 12 years old. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a uh, again, it's going to be fun to watch and see, you know, well, even another sorry. major crypto company, you know, goes down to the Bahamas soon. Yeah. Well, even into that point of like, you know, an older person not being able to use it, even just to, you look at the U S and how ingrained banking is in the U S economy and how much they're going to push back on, you know, a lot of the crypto stuff coming up. And like you said, some of these other countries where some of these banks maybe haven't gotten their foothold in. So it's a lot easier to kind of transition to a new model, mm -hmm. um, so to speak. Yeah, no, definitely. I agree. It's uh, it's cool. Good for the Bahamas, right? Yeah. Well, uh, kind of going on that um, institutional investment um, angle, uh, my article today is about a, a cryptocurrency custodial specialist called Fireblocks. Um, that just recently added access to the Terra ecosystem. Um, and they said that pent up demand from their members has caused a crazy amount of money to be coming in to this, uh, to their Terra, uh, system that they have set up in here. Uh, so they had over $250 million was deployed in the first 72 hours of availability. And after one week, there's about a half a billion dollars of transactions into the Terra network from their platform. Uh, just to put that in a little bit of perspective, it looks like they have about $45 billion of assets under their custody right now. So that $500 million is 1% of their entire assets came in in one week just through Terra. So that it's a pretty big amount. Um, this company, Fireblocks, they offer... It seems like almost every crypto I was on their website. I mean, they offer, you know, everything from the um, soccer uh, fan tokens to Ethereum, Bitcoin, Dogecoin, like literally every almost every coin available. Um, you have to use it, you know, through their system or whatever, but it's mainly for or it's actually only for institutional investors. So I think this is really good because a lot of these institutional investors aren't able to or willing to. Um, invest the time and effort into setting up crypto wallets or, you know, making sure the ecosystems are safe before investing. So having a kind of, I don't like, you know, having a centralized um, entity, but at this point, having a centralized entity that can help these institutions get involved in crypto, I think is huge because there's so much money that some of these institutions are managing that if they can bring it into crypto, I mean, you could 500 million in one week was brought in like that's that's a lot of money, obviously. And I think we're going to see more and more um, institutions attempting to invest in crypto. Uh, what do you Definitely. think about this? Yeah, I mean, 500 mil is nothing to scoff at in seven days. Um, it kind of just goes to show, you know, how good of a job Terra has done marketing itself 
that it has this demand, you know, like on site as soon as it gets released. Because, I mean, I was looking, they obviously have the $40 million, you know, Nationals deal for the five-year sponsorship for, you know, their little restaurant, their billboards and everything else that they're doing. I'm sure I'm missing 10 other things, but I don't know what else they're doing on the marketing side. But I mean, I know that alone, you know, the 19% earning on Anchor, that was major news being passed around like a month or two ago, like, oh, we've never seen this before. And I feel like it was even on, you know, CNBC or something like that. And people just couldn't believe it. And I mean, for these institutions, they're basically just looking for someone to take on the risk while, or some of the risk while they get to reap most of the rewards. So, I mean, exactly. Yeah. I I mean, it's a great, it's a great opportunity. They're basically just the middleman for these institutions, but I mean, it was greatly needed. And, you know, as you said, they've got the, the soccer fan tokens, they've got ripple, they've got Bitcoin, they've got Ethereum, they've got, almost everything um, that you could want. And that is honestly what kind of blew my mind a little bit because I was no, thinking, me too, cause you know, was with th- like regulations and everything else, it seems a little fishy, but they seem to be doing very well for themselves. Yeah. I mean, and I was thinking too, like when I first saw this announcement, I was like, oh, Terra must be one of the first, you know, blockchains to be added. Cause that seems like that's a, you know, a lot of demand for this right now. But I mean, to mm-hmm. see that there are, thousands or at least hundreds of cryptos on here and that um terra still garnered that kind of demand is uh is pretty surprising definitely i mean yeah so i didn't really i've heard of fireblocks once or twice in the past but knew nothing about them and yeah i mean apparently they're the number one crypto and digital asset platform for institutions and terra being the second most popular blockchain in the DeFi space i mean it was a a match made in heaven and they seem to both be doing, you know, hopefully it keeps onward and upward. But um, as far as I can see from the Fireblock side, they've got a killer product that, you know, a lot of people are starting to use. Yeah. According to their website, they're the number one crypto and digital asset platform for institutions. Uh, they have 1200 plus financial institutions that use their product, uh, banks, hedges or exchanges, hedge firms, uh, lending desks. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of, these large institutional clients that have tons of money that are looking to invest in products like this. Um, well, actually, yeah. here's a, yeah. Oh, sorry. Here's a, a little quote from a portfolio manager that's setting adding access to Terra's DeFi ecosystem is important for us as we can now benefit from additional revenue streams while enjoying the security and ease of access that Fireblocks provides us. So kind of back to my earlier point is a lot of these managers, they're not going to go in and set up a Terra wallet for their client, you know, it's being able to access it from this kind of uh, front end that Fireblocks provides us that lets them have access to these abilities at this point. Definitely. Well, and that's my my only my last point is who knows if these institutions, well, obviously, you know, a majority of them are buying, you know, whether it be Bitcoin or some other cryptocurrency. But this, you know, Terra confirmation is basically they can just park their cash that they have on hand into anchor and, you know, make 15, 19% a year on it, which is not even close to available in any traditional, you know what I mean? Without taking yeah, on that money as risk. A, so you make that money as a hedge fund manager and you're going to be the number one hedge fund manager in the world. Like, <laughs> yeah, if you can make that 15 last, to 19%, maybe. like, 
So the fact that they can, yeah, they see that this is a great opportunity right now. And even if those rates come down, like you said, even a, a 10% rate is going to beat most stuff in the traditional finance world. Oh, yeah, 20-fold. Yeah, so I think uh, we're going to see a lot more institutions um, adding these products um, and allowing people to invest in them. And uh, I think it's going to see a real uh, explosion. In I mean, the, the crypto market is still, you know, so small. I know we say it all the time, but it's, you know, it, two trillion dollar market there's so much room for it to grow still oh yeah yeah and we'll be here for it heck yeah (laughs) all right man i don't have anything else for you today so with that i think we're gonna wrap up the episode yeah sounds good to me appreciate y'all uh coming back to another episode of daybreak crypto we'll be back tomorrow uh thursday for a new